and thanks for joining us. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And this is the Context and Color of the Bible podcast, where we're bringing the context and culture of Scripture to those black and white pages to help add color, add life Mm -hmm. to other Bible nerds like us. Right. Who get excited digging in. And finding out how much more there is in Scripture. Yes. We're sisters. I'm older. I'm middle. I'll admit I am bossier. Oh. (laughs) Came up recently in the podcast. No comment. The baby of the family had to tell people I was bossy. I love you, Jenna. Yes. Erica's the good sister because she always listens and does what I said. That is pretty true. (laughs) Yes. We are a typical eldest, middle, youngest family. Which is why we have a podcast because... We said, let's do it. So I did it. So you did it. Yeah, this (laughs) is true. Ronnie is the reason we have a podcast. Yes. But we thought, yes, we know Easter is over. Mm -hmm. But there's actually been, um, we've seen pictures on Facebook. We've seen some discussion about. Resurgence. Yes. Is that the word resurgence? I think that was the word I was wanting. But of Passovers and Seders. And maybe you've seen Mm -hmm. a plate with different items on it, like a bone and a hard-boiled egg and something that looks like parsley and horseradish, horseradish. and some funky yes, apple-looking mixture. Yeah, to get that huh, yes, in I'll there. let Erica do that. But we thought, uh, this is season two, episode mm-hmm. 14, that we would just real quick, we know Easter's over, bring in and talk a little bit about Passover and communion And why maybe you haven't celebrated it, Mm -hmm. and you're wondering, well, why are people celebrating it again? What's going on with this? Why am I seeing it? Why am I hearing about it? I'm not Jewish. Why? What's going on? Yes. So So we thought we would answer some of those questions. Um, I guess I'll just jump in. (laughs) Sorry to cut you off. (laughs) Um, My Brian and I, Erica's Brian, and I have actually celebrated Passover together for 15 years? Is that how many years you've been married? We've been, it'll be 16. In June. In June. And we've done it every year but one. Okay. So we've celebrated Passover pretty consistently and faithfully. By yourself, just the two of you, or with groups? Primarily with groups. Okay. It takes a lot of effort to put on a Passover Seder. And so we did it one year as a family and decided we really didn't want to put all that effort in (laughs) for just selfishly for just us right because it was really hard my kitchen was a mess and the kids were squirming all over the place and it was like if i'm gonna do all this work because your brian says it um think the food of thanksgiving yes it's a huge meal it's a huge meal with the excitement of christmas yes but the timing of new year's eve yes so it happens after sundown dusk not many people do a huge thanksgiving meal just for a few people right you do it for family <laughs> yes. and friends you and have you a big spread group out yes all the work yes so then why what would be the benefit erica of mm-hmm. people wanting to celebrate why do we see an increased interest in people celebrating passover these days i think one reason people are starting to do it is because they're realizing the last supper that jesus celebrated with his disciples was passover yes Uh, The Gospels make that very clear. And as people begin to recognize, oh, Jesus was Jewish, that meant Jesus celebrated Passover yearly. And so they're wondering, well, what did that look like? What did that mean? Can that add depth to the communion table Mm -hmm. that we celebrate in the Christian church? Mm -hmm. And I think 
I'm going to piggy off, piggyback off that. You said it's the, we often call it the Last Supper. Right. And so when you call, by put it, calling it the Last Supper, you've isolated it. Yeah. To a one-time thing. Whereas if yeah. you go, no, actually what it was was Passover, it helps you see the depth. Yes. Then of what possibly was going on in Jesus mind right as he's leading up to the cross knowing what's yes. coming yeah seeing you always are looking back and you're looking forward looking yeah. back to the time of Exodus yeah when God redeemed yeah. his people out of Egypt yeah and rescued them from a life of slavery mm-hmm. and then looking forward then too with Passover looking forward to God's faithfulness yeah. In the years to come and how he's going to eventually redeem all his people. Right. Not just from slavery in Egypt, but from... Sin and death. Sin and death. Yeah. So you have a mixture there of looking back, looking forward. Yeah. Celebrating Passover. Uh, if you've never done it, let us recommend if you're in a community that yes. al- allows it or acknowledges it or offers it, go once and, and just see what it's like because it really does connect all of scripture together. Or fly Erica and Brian to your yeah, church Yeah, we next would year. love to. <laughs> yes, then we love to celebrate it with new groups and it, let other people experience it. It's an amazing experience. Yes, it, it's an experience that you not only taste, yep. you smell. Yep. You, I mean, and hopefully you do it with a community. Yes. Because there is joy and excitement. Yeah. And it's loud because you do it as a family. Yes. It's not a, <laughs> yes. you you shouldn't and you don't send the kids to a table so the adults can have a nice, quiet, refined meal. Right. You have kids. The whole point is it is family passing on yes. the teaching and belief of where God has been and what God is doing. Right. It makes God real yes. to the kids. They can see the story. They can taste the story. Mm-hmm. They get to interact with and experience the story. You're supposed mm-hmm. to eat horseradish, and it's supposed to bring tears to your eyes. That means you eat a lot. Yeah, you have to <laughs> eat a good chunk. Or you have to get really strong horseradish. Yes. And it reminds you of the bitterness of slavery to sin mm-hmm. and so it's a way for the kids to tangibly experience salvation mm-hmm. and redemption and what God is doing mm-hmm. in his people mm-hmm. and it hopefully it makes the Bible and God more real yes. to the kids and to the adults right so Erica it's a, you've said it's a meal yes it's normally three hours Commonly three, if not longer. Because I think one thing we should point out, in case our listeners don't know, this is probably one of the oldest standing festivals and celebrations that has been around for over 3,000 years. I would think so. I mean, it's been around that long. It's been around since Moses. And the order has not really changed. It's been somewhat established since the time of Jesus. Yeah, by the time of Jesus, they're pretty sure there was an established order. Obviously, some things have come and gone a little bit, but for the most part... A basic outline. The basic outline of what they do and say today is most likely what they did and said during the time of Jesus. Right. Because God, like we've talked about before, God didn't give very specific instructions right. when he said celebrate Passover. Right. You can go back to Exodus and look at that later. Right. But by the time of Jesus, there was pretty established, here's the basic order of what you do and say. Okay. You know, but you can add to it. You know, there's a story of two rabbis that spent all night discussing the Exodus and celebrating Passover. Oh. You know, their disciples woke up the next morning and the two rabbi teachers were still at the table talking through 
God's redemption from Egypt. So you can play with, you know, there's one part where you tell the story of the Exodus. Well, Mm -hmm. is that going to be an hour? Is that going to be 10 minutes? (laughs) Depends on your audience. Right. So you can play with these elements, but you have the same basic elements in each Passover. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So part of Passover then, there's actually not just four teeny tiny little teaspoon cups (laughs) of grape juice or wine. used to communion, (laughs) yes. It's actually cups. It's a cup. And they're not a, like in four cups throughout the events. It's one cup that you're supposed to. Well, no, I guess often they will drink the whole cup each each time. There's four separate times where you're going to be instructed to, to drink. drink from the fruit yeah. of the vine. Yes. And those four cups come from Exodus 6, 6 through 7, which states, Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. And the rabbis looked at that, and they went, there are four different acts that God does in this one act of redemption. And so each act that God did became a cup that you would drink. Okay. And so here are the four acts. They have names. They have names, yes. So you drink four times through the Seder, and the first cup you drink is the cup of sanctification. I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. The second cup is the cup of deliverance. I will free you from being slaves to them. The third cup is the cup of redemption. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. And then the fourth cup, the cup of praise, I will take you as my own people. Okay. So then which cup was it, Erica, that Jesus associates with what he's about to go do? Right. So in his Passover, the last one that we read about throughout the Gospels, we believe that it was the third cup. The cup of redemption. Because in Luke 22, verse 19, oh, verse 20, it says, In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Okay, so what we have is a Passover Seder. It's not just sitting down and eating a meal. There is actually a going back and forth, someone who... The host, the father, the patriarch right, is walking you through events yes, and pointing to different objects on the table. And then you don't get, I'm not going to say halfway through, two-thirds of the way through. Two-thirds of the way through. (laughs) Definitely second half goes faster. Where you stop and then you have a meal. Right. And then after the meal, you continue on with this order of a service. Yeah. Two cups happen before the meal. Two cups happen after the meal. Okay. So the cup after the supper is, the first cup is the cup of redemption. Okay. And so we think that's where Jesus said, this is my blood, drink from it. Based on what Luke said Based on what Luke said. You know, but it also makes sense. The cup of redemption, what was Jesus doing? He was getting ready to redeem He was getting ready to redeem, Mm -hmm. and with redemption... You buy back by paying a price. Mm-hmm. And the price he was about to pay was with his own life. Mm-hmm. And so to us, it makes the most sense, to Brian and I, I should say, and others. There are many others that 
feel this way. Yeah, feel this way too. Yeah. Because, and we'll put some links in there. There are books. Yes. And resources out there actually walking you through if you wanted to try this. Yeah. Read about it on your own. Yeah. I will write a note right now. Right, to put some links and resources. Yes. That's how Brian, my, Brian went to a few Passovers before we got married. I went to one okay. before we got married. And then after we got married, we were both like, we think this is important. We want to continue doing it for our family. And so we just bought a book. Okay. And that's how we started doing it was grab this book and just followed everything in the book. And now our understanding has grown and how we lead it has grown. Right. But we started with a book. There are a lot of good books out there. And uh, what I will say is because I've got one or two books, they don't all say the exact same thing. <laughs> no, they follow the same basic they, order. Mm-hmm. And there's some, like the blessings are the same. Right. But otherwise, how you, what yes. you say in between. Yes. So if you've done one and you see a little bit of difference or variation between satyrs, that's okay. So then Erica, um, there's no lamb. In Exodus, Moses and the Israelites were commanded to slaughter that lamb, bring it into the house on the 10th day, kill it on the 14th. Do they use lamb today? No, they can't, Veronica, because there's no temple. And the only place you're allowed to sacrifice is in the temple. Okay. And since there's no temple, they cannot sacrifice. Okay. So Because they would have eaten the lamb then. Yeah, you eat it. You would have eaten the lamb. So now because you can't sacrifice your lamb. Right. Because there's no temple, does that mean no meat at your Passover? They usually will do chicken or fish in place of it. And then they still will have a bone to represent the lamb that is not there. Okay. So you as still as a reminder. As a reminder, yeah, because the Jews are looking forward to the day when the temple is reestablished, rebuilt, and they can right. sacrifice it again. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then here's a tricky one, Erica. Yes. She knew it was coming. <laughs> um, it says that Jesus said he won't drink again of this cup, right, until the kingdom comes. Luke twenty-two. Looking for my verse. Um, my chapter down. That's twenty two sixteen. Yes, I'll read that. For I tell you, I will not eat again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Or Do you the, want to elaborate on that? Yeah. Uh, or in Matthew, I think I like Matthew. Maybe the way Matthew says it. Matthew twenty six, verse twenty. This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins, I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. What I believe that means. Yes. um, Is basically Jesus is saying, I'm coming back. Okay. I believe Jesus will come back to earth and rule and reign in Jerusalem. Yes. And when he comes back and sits on the throne of David, ruling and reigning as king, he will celebrate Passover. Because who doesn't want to celebrate your heroic story of when you redeemed your people (laughs) first from Egypt and then from death? Exactly. I mean, let's be honest. We see God going, I want to celebrate. Right. Remember what I did. What I've done. Celebrate this. Yes. Talk about it. What makes us think that in the world to come, we're not going to be reliving the highlights? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Because don't we all relive our highlights? 
Yeah, you talk about, oh, our first date. Our yes. first, when we did this, our anniversaries. Yes, our, there's certain times throughout the year. This exciting thing. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't God, the right. creator of the universe, Jesus the Messiah, go, right. hey, let's all sit down again. Right. Let's and celebrate. Yeah. What I've done for you. Yes. Remember how I vanquished sin and death yeah. and evil? And yeah. Remember how exciting that was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of makes sense that he says, I'm going to do this again. Right. We're going to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. These festivals were our date nights. Yes. With God. And so... I think I've heard that recently this week. Yeah, I don't know where. And uh, so, side note, on Revive Our Hearts, Erica has been featured all week talking about Passover. So if you'd like to know more, you can go to reviveourhearts.org. Yeah. I think it's called The Love Story. Of Passover. Of Passover, I think, is what they titled it. Yes. So, yeah. But anyways, it's a date night. Yes. With God. <laughs> so... Why not in in eternity as we're with God talk Relive about one our love massive story? love story? Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Cuz it's exciting. Yeah. It is. And it's fun. Passover is supposed to be fun. Now we celebrated it last night with our church. Yes. It was crazy with kids. Yes. So I look forward to the day <laughs> when you don't have little ones. Kids are a little bit older. It will be, I think, a bit more fun. Yes. Again, because it's a lot of work with little kids. But it's worth it. It is worth it because what I like is you're making it real to your children. Right. You are incorporating, you're right. passing on. You're talking about it when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, right. when you lie down, when you get up. You are sure right. this is not just a Sunday morning. Right. This is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Fun little trivia I'm going to throw in before we wrap up here. Uh, in Matthew 26, because truthfully, all the Gospels talk about the last, what we're called the Last Supper. Right. We know Jesus celebrated it every year. Yes. And when he comes back. We will celebrate it again. But they don't all write about it the same way. They don't. That's very Jewish. Or include the same details. Very Middle Eastern. Just going to let you know. Yes. It's not a mistake. It is very Middle Eastern in the way they look at details. Yes. But in Matthew, it's fascinating to me. Dwight Pryor pointed this out years ago. Matthew 26, verse 22. Actually, I'm going to back up 21. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after the other, Surely not I, Lord. And then probably all our listeners know, because we're all Bible nerds, Jesus said, The one who dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. Verse 25, I'm going to skip down. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. I find it fascinating. They all said, Lord. And then Judas says rabbi. Rabbi, meaning teacher. Right. What a difference. Yes. I mean, it's already he's setting himself apart. Mm-hmm. They're calling you Lord, Master, mm-hmm. Adonai. There's a respect yes. there that Judas doesn't seem to have. No. Which obviously, okay, if he's going to betray him, there has to be a lack of respect. There yes. has to be a difference in the way he's viewing Jesus. Yeah. And he'll call him teacher, but not Lord. Yeah. And I think it was pointed out, Judas didn't eat the meal. No, he left before the meal. So he left on the cup of... He actually left with the maror, the bitter herb in his mouth. The horseradish? The horseradish, yes. Sorry. You dip the matzah, the unleavened bread, in horseradish. 
And we like to buy really hardcore horseradish. Because they want to cry. Right, pretty much. And actually, I've come to enjoy horseradish because of <laughs> Passover. I don't eat it, but I kind of enjoy that moment. And so Jesus, which is fascinating, Jesus dipped the bread in the horseradish, mm-hmm. signifying bitterness of slavery, bitterness of sin, gave it to Judas. Judas ate it and then left with that bitter hmm yucky taste in his mouth mm-hmm. to mean, go and do what he needed to do to go and betray his rabbi mm-hmm. his lord mm-hmm. what a picture yeah yeah so i found yeah. that fascinating last night yeah it's an inch it's the details god is in the it details is. and just a plug details matter yeah like we look at the bible and we go oh it doesn't say the exact same thing it must be a mistake no it's not <laughs> a mistake they have Judas calling him rabbi, number one, because I think he really did at that moment right. say rabbi. But secondly, because it's already setting up, mm-hmm. Judas is missing something. Right. Judas isn't seeing what's right in front of his face. Right. You know, which is a good question for us. How do we view Jesus? Is he rabbi or is he Lord? Yeah, that is a good question. You know, do you call him teacher? I'll listen to you. I like you and respect mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. but you're not my master. You don't get to tell me what to do and how right. to live. Is right. he Lord or is he rabbi? Which I think is a good question. Yeah, and I think that's a good ending point. Yes. Where are you today? Yeah. In this Easter, Passover season, yes, it's past. But as you're going into this new year, because mm-hmm. it's springtime mm-hmm. and spring is about new life. We're coming out of that dead season, that winter where everything's coming back to life. Amen. <laughs> no more snow. Yeah, I love green. But so where are you? Are you in a spring? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you've been in a winter for a while. Right. And you need the hope that spring is coming. Right. There is good that's coming. But part of that is looking going, are you master or are you rabbi? Right. Are you just a teacher? Right. Are you Lord of my life? And so right. we'll leave that with you. We hope you've enjoyed. Maybe heard something new. Maybe yeah. maybe you've done this before. Great. Yeah. Maybe you're trying to explain it to someone else to say, hey, next year you need to come with me. Right. Share this with your friend. Maybe yes. get them a little. Their curiosity. Yes. Picked. Peaked. Yes. Peaked. But we're going to come back next week. And Erica's going to start us. Oh, on the book of Ruth. Yes. I just took my church Bible study through this book, and it's been such a fun book. She didn't know I was just going to throw this out the no. last minute to go hook them in for next right. week. Yes, it has been such a fun book. There's so much to this book of Ruth. That More it's... than we read in those four chapters. Oh, there's so much to the story. It's a fun story. Okay. Yes. So. I'm really excited to share this with people because it's a fun story. Come back next week and we will start probably just a six, seven week. Yeah. I mean, it's only a four chapter book. Yes. Takes only like 15 minutes to recite. Right. Which but, you would know because yes. you've <laughs> recited it. Memorized. All right. Well, thanks for joining us and we hope you have a good day. Bye-bye.